Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the Equination.net Weekly Update. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and I'm very excited to run through some exciting things that have been going on in the game in the previous weekend, as well as some things that are coming up. We'll take a look at the standings as well, and some technical updates, and finish things off with some tips and tricks. Let's get started. This past weekend was very exciting on the turf front, as we kicked off both the Triple Tierra and Triple Crown series on the turf. The Equination.net Turf Oaks was up first on Saturday, and this one's for three-year-old fillies. A horse that we mentioned in last week's episode put on a stellar performance, taking first place with a 125 rating, and that's Night Murmurs. This filly's a homebred from Desmond League 2 that's by Night Sounds out of HDC Chaladin. This was her eighth win in nine starts, and she now has over $1.1 million in lifetime earnings. She's also two for two for graded stake races after winning the Caston Stony Mile as a two-year-old. Even more exciting about this filly is the fact that her distance and surface preference runs from a mile and three sixteenths to a mile and seven sixteenths. This makes her an, an ideal candidate for a turf triple tier sweep. The pink bonnet stakes will be up next for her, and that's a mile and three sixteenths. If she can capture that one, she'll only be a sixteenth of a mile off and the final jewel of the series, which runs a mile and a half. Finishing second, grudgingly giving away after setting the pace throughout the entire race, was Platinum Pegasus, who earned a 124.7 rating. This was her first loss in her career, and she's now seven for eight lifetime. She's owned by Stoic and was bred by Stoic Racers. She also has the same distance and surface preferences as Night Murmurs, and I think we're in for a really good rematch between these two in the next race. Finishing third was Hustling Belief. She earned a 124.55 rating for owner Solon Ass Acres, and she was bred by Stoic. She also has the same distance preference as the top two finishers, so I think we're going to see these three all line up in the gate for the Pink Bonnet Stakes next. On Sunday was the Equination.net Turf Derby. This race had a very, very tight finish. We're talking 0.01 separating the top two finishers. But finishing first with a 128.92 rating, a career best, was buoyant. This guy's a homebred from gate post 2, and this was his fourth victory in nine starts. He now has over a million dollars in lifetime earnings. He's going to be an ideal candidate for the Guinness Stakes coming up next, which will be right within his preferences, which are a mile and a sixteenth to a mile and five sixteenths. However, if he does run well there, there is going to be a big question mark about whether or not he can keep that going to take the third jewel, which runs a mile and a half. Finishing second with a career best 128.91 rating is Groover. This horse fought gamely after setting the pace for owner Bedlington. He is bred by Desmond Lee. And very interestingly enough for this horse, he was racing an eighth of a mile out of his preference in the turf derby. What a very impressive effort that he put on being that far out of his preference. However, unfortunately, it looks like he's not going to be a good contender for the Guinness Stakes. His preferences run from a mile and three eighths to a mile and five eighths, so shortening up an, an, another eighth of a mile, basically, or another sixteenth of a mile, actually, uh, for the, the Guinness Stakes is going to be a little bit tough for him, I think. But, I mean, he put on a really good performance in this race, so who knows what this horse is capable of. If he runs well, though, I think we're going to see him uh, show up in the Queen Elizabeth, which is the third jewel, because that mile and a half is going to be right up his alley. Finishing third was No Word, and he earned a 128.45 rating to be not too far off of those top two finishers. He was also the winner of the Carnation Classic prep race, 
and he's owned by Darkwater and was bred by Dust Devil Ranch. I think he's going to be tough again in the Guinness Stakes next up. There were several other graded stake races that took place this weekend. We had the Abridged Classic, which is a credit stake race, and that was won by Reasonable Risk, who earned a 127.7 rating for Stoic Racers. There was also the After Colony Classic, which is a race for older horses on the grass. And that one was earned that one was won by Ricara, who earned a 126.12 rating for owner Triple Eight Horse Stable. In the Avanti at War Stakes, which is a, a race for older mares on the turf, it was You Danced Away who took home the victory with 124.66 rating. That horse is owned by Foxstone Farm. The Double Mile Stakes, which is another graded uh, credit stake race that took place over the weekend, was won by the Bodyguard with a 127.25 rating for owner Max Bork Racing. And last but not least was the EQ Express Stakes, which is a three-year-old sprint graded stake. And that was won by Three Gun Shooter, who earned a 127.85 rating for owner CO International. Congratulations to everybody who took place in the greatest stake races this weekend. They were very competitive and all these horses ran exceptionally well. Coming up this weekend, we see the continuation of the Triple Crown and Triple Tier series. On Saturday, we'll kick things off with the Sunshine Stakes, which is the second jewel of the Triple Tier series for three-year-old fillies. This race shortens up to a mile and three sixteenths, and all eyes are going to be on Rockin' Russian, the winner of the Equination.net Oaks. She earned a 125.75 rating in that race for owner and breeder Leron Racing. The preference is that she has run a mile and three sixteenths to a mile and seven sixteenths, which makes this race ideal for her. The only major questions for her are whether or not she's going to come out of the Oaks in good shape, and whether she can handle the muddy going. She's a Force, the one who finished second in the uh, Oaks last time out, is also one that we're going to be watching out for here. When she ran in the Oaks, she was actually a 16th off of her preference, so this race is within her distance preference range, which means we might be able to see a better performance come out of her, giving Rush Rock and Russian a good run for her money. Another one to watch in this race, though, is Cold Hard Truth, and this one's a homebred from Gemini Farm. She has a lot of things going for her in this race, including the distance and the muddy going. She's also capable of some huge ratings, scoring 124 plus ratings regularly and having the highest race rating of 124.49. 125.49, actually. <laughs> so I think we're going to see a really big effort come out of her. Coming up on Sunday is the Paramount Stakes, which is the second jewel of the Triple Crown series. This race also runs a mile and three sixteenths on the dirt, and it's open to all genders, though we mostly see boys show up for this race. All eyes are going to be on Karate Tail, the winner of the Derby last time out. He won that race with a 128.7 rating for owner Foxstone Farm. Karate Tail does like this distance and the going, and put in a really good four furlong breeze on February 1st with a 113.92 rating. My undivided attention, who is second in the Derby, is also a solid contender here. He earned a 128 rating in that one, and he also won the Wild and Handsome Classic in his previous start, with a 129.12 rating. He's seeking a rematch here with Karate Tail, and prepped with a very impressive 120.68 4 furlong handily workout on February 1st. He's likely going to post another workout before Sunday, and we're curious to see what that workout comes out as. Naval Warfare is another one to watch here. He didn't much like the going in the Derby and finished ninth there with a 125.7 rating, but he was the winner of the Silver Platter Stakes with a 130.31 rating. If he gets back to that form, he's going to be really salty in this race. Another one to watch here, though, is Stars on 45 GB, 
This one's a homebred from Beetle Stables. He fits the distance, and he seems to have matured and hit his stride as a three-year-old. As a two-year-old, he was running in optional claiming races, but since he turned three, he's been hitting allowance races and has earned a 128 and up rating in every single start. This is going to be a big jump in class for him, though, but if he can handle that, I think he's going to be really tough in this race. We also have a bunch of other stake races coming up this week, with four stake races on Saturday, three on Sunday, and we start our, our Wednesday races next, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, uh, with three grade two prep races for the four and five-year-olds um, age group. So very exciting things coming up in the stake race fair. So now we're going to take a look at the standings. Uh, just a quick glance though, and this isn't going to be a, a regular segment every week, but it's something that we'll take a look at every so often, uh, just to sort of get a pulse of who's leading the standings in each of the categories. First we'll take a look at the stables, and these standings work with earning points. Essentially what happens is, each of the th there's three different categories within the standings for stables. One that goes by overall earnings, one that goes by stake earnings, and one that goes by graded stake earnings. The top 20 stables in each of those three categories will earn points from 20 down to 1, and those are all tallied together to calculate the earning points. Currently in first place, with 57 points, is AAA Horse Stable. In second, we have a tie between Wildcat Stable and Desmond Lee 2, who both have 56 points. It's still very early though, with lots of great stake races and lots of racing still to take place before the end of the season. On the horse side, we only go by stakes earning when we're looking at horse standings, because that's what we use when we're calculating the awards. Mostly what we see right now in there as well are Triple Crown and Triple Tierra winners. First place is currently held by Buoyant from Gatepost 2, who has $900,000 in earnings this season alone. In second, we have Karate Tail from Foxstone Farm, who has 870,000 in earnings. Over in the Stallion standing side, we have Dark Tyranny leading overall, with 9.7 million in earnings from his foals so far this season. The top juvenile sire, the top juvenile sire so far is Lost Tall Tales, who has $2 million in progeny earnings. We also see Eris Gay as the first crop sire, uh, leading first crop sire so far with 1.2 million in earnings. The current leading second crop sire is Sergeant Pepper GB, who has 4.4 million in progeny earnings so far. And the current leading third crop sire is Found Wandering, who has 1.9 million in progeny earnings. Let's jump into the technical updates now. This is pretty quick because there's nothing major that's happened in the last week. There have been a few minor bug fixes though that I'd like to call out. So there have been some minor bug, fix bug fixes with managed stallions. So there were some issues with setting uh, maximum marital foals as well as removing stallions from public stud. So those have been resolved and shouldn't give any more problems anymore. There was also a minor bug fix to the public stallion registry. Previously, sorting by grade didn't seem to work, uh, but it does work at this point. Coming soon, uh, something that we currently have in the planning stage and was inspired by the recent Hall of Fame changes that we've made, is the possible addition of broodmare standings and an overall broodmare award. There's still a lot of details that we still need to work out, um, but I'm hoping to be able to re release some information about this sometime in the near future. In today's tips and tricks segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the difference between breezing and handily workouts. And then I'm going to cap things off by diving into what it means when a horse goes over the top. So let's dive into the workouts first. Comparing breezing and handily. 
Breathing is the easier, more relaxed workout that you can give your horse. It's still great exercise. It's fantastic for maintaining and well as getting a, a minor improvement to your horse's stats. So it does provide improvement to your horse's invisible stats. It also improves their form and it will increase their injury risk, but it will do so less than a handily workout. So the handily workouts, it requires more exer exertion from the horse. So they're gonna get more out of it. They're going to have greater improvement to their invisible stats than they would if they were just breathing. You'll also see a much greater improvement to their form as well. The only downside is that it will increase their injury risk more and you are gonna lose a little bit more health and energy. So if we take a look at a horse that has, let's say, 50 speed, 50 stamina, 50 form, 50 injury risk, and is at 20-20 health and energy. How are the workouts going to impact that horse, whether we did breezing or handily? If we do a breezing workout, we might see an improvement of, let's say, 52 to speed, and stamina might increase to 52 as well. And then when we take a look at form, we might increase it by about 10 to 20% or so, so we might move up from 50% form to 70% form. Our injury risk will take a little bit of a, an increase as well, so that might pop up to 55%. And our health and energy are going to drop anywhere from 3 to 4 points each, so it might drop to 17 or 16. If we take a look at the handily workout, we can see that the improvement to our horse's stats is quite significantly higher. So we could see as much of an improvement as five points with this. So our speed could jump up to 55. Our stamina could also jump up to about 55. And form is where the big difference comes between the two. So if you're giving your horse a two furlong, three furlong, or longer workout that's six furlongs and up, you might see a much bigger increase to form than you do if you would give them a four to five furlong workout. But you're still gonna see a much bigger improvement in form as compared to a breathing workout. So you might end up seeing somewhere from 20 to 40% increase in your horse's form just from one single handily workout. That's pretty much double what you would get if you were giving a horse a breathing workout. And this is also why handily workouts are the most recommended when you're recovering a horse from an injury. Because not only is the horse going to get the stat improvement, the invisible stat improvement, but you're going to be able to bump their form up a lot faster than if you were just to give them breathing workouts. Of course, the caveat to giving the handily workout is that you are going to be seeing a, a bit of an increase to injury risk compared to breezing. So we might bump the horse up into the 60s, possibly into the 70s, but I think we'd, it's safer to say around the 60s. And then health and energy is going to dip by four to five points. So we've taken a little bit more wind out of our horse's sail with the handily workout. So they're going to drop down to about 16 or 15 uh, if we were training from 2020. So in a nutshell, you can sort of see the benefits and uh, trade-offs between these two different workouts. So what does over the top mean? Well, I have my wonderful chicken scratch on this whiteboard here. So if you're watching the video, uh, you'll get to sort of follow along with this, but I'm gonna try to explain this as best I can for those that are also listening uh, just through audio. So with over the top, let's say we have a horse who comes in with 90 form and we decide to give that horse a handily workout. So we give the horse a handily workout and this handily workout decides that the horse is going to get a 35 point increase to form. So if we get a 35 in point increase to form and we add that to our 90 form, that gives us 125. But wait a second, we never see a horse with more than 100% form. It's impossible. 100% is the top. We've just gone over the top. So what happens in this case then is the game will take this 
new form that's over the top, and it will subtract the top to see just how much over the top we are. So that means 125 minus the top, which is 100, gives us 25. So we are 25 points over the top, and these 25 points have to go somewhere. So what's going to happen is, is those 25 points will be taken out of the top to give us our new form. So 100, the top, minus 25, which is what we're over the top, gives us 75. So our new form is 75. That's what happens when you take a horse with high um, form, so we had a 90, 90 form, we gave our horse a handily workout, and the horse came back with 75. So you can have a good workout and still have a, a reduction in your, your form. You've just simply gone over the top. You can kind of think of it this way in the fact that the horse was really sharp, really full of himself, and he really wanted to go do something. So he got to do a really nice strenuous workout. And that was kind of satisfying. You know, he got his energy out and now he's a little bit more laid back, relaxed and chill. So that's essentially what's happening. Now, if you were to give this horse with 74 a handily workout, you would more than likely end up increasing very close to 100. So my recommendation is, is if you're just trying to maintain form, you're not looking for the uh, stat increase. Usually about 75, 78 is, and below is a great way to, is a great time to give them a handily workout. If they're above that, breezing is a little bit better because you're closer to 100 and if you do go over the top, you're not going to drop down that far because the increase is much smaller than if you were giving them a handily workout. But if you're dealing with two-year-olds and you want to improve their stats, ignore the form, ignore going over the top, just work on giving them those handily workouts and improving those stats because that's more important. And when you are ready to race, then you can start worrying about the form and give them the breezes or jogs or whatever it is that they need to get them into that proper form. I hope this helps. So with that, um, that that's a wrap for episode two. I hope that you've enjoyed the news and some of the tips and tricks. And I look forward to talking to all of you again next week. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any of that sort of fun stuff, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Again, there's tons of different ways to get in touch with me. So there's a support center, there's the message boards, private messages, Facebook, email, you name it, you can get in touch with me. Uh, so feel free to reach out at any point. And with that, I will conclude the show and I wish all of you the best of luck in the races.